Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. You know how back in the day there was an arms race? And if you're not familiar with the arms race because you're young, uh, there was this idea that we are going to make as many nuclear weapons as possible in order to, uh, to try and, uh, and terrify the opposing side in the Cold War. And so it was mutually assured destruction if both of us pushed buttons and sent missiles flying at each other. We all had way more missiles than we possibly needed. And the reason why we kept having so many more missiles was, well, we had to send a message about how much stronger our style of life was. Now, eventually the Cold War collapsed. You can argue that one reason that was so smart to continue to do was because uh, the uh, Russian government was falling apart and couldn't afford to spend the same amount of money on defense as the United States capitalistic government. That's a bigger story. Uh, But what we have here is, I believe, a reverse arms race. And what I mean by that is the arms race was about creating more assets, bristling vigilance, the idea that we are bigger, tougher, stronger than you, And that's what the arms race represents. 
if you want to take it outside of the world of the Cold War, uh, they have often been analogies, and I think I've made them before, that college, uh, college sports recruiting is in many ways an arms race too, and the arms race is, is demonstrated by the facilities that are built. So if you have a favorite college football team, they're constantly going out and building new facilities, new uh, indoor, uh, indoor practice facility, new workout room, new player lounges, all these things in an effort to compete with everybody else. It's a recruiting arms race. It's about making things better, okay? I think the opposite of that is happening right now. We are in a coronavirus uh, race to see who can be the most reactive and do the least in the face of the coronavirus. As soon as one school cancels in your city or your state, the other schools are pressured to do the same. As soon as one conference cancels its basketball games, the other schools are pressured to do the same. And I think that's explaining the decisions that are being made right now as it pertains to events, all right? So the Ivy League. The Ivy League is filled with extremely smart people. No one has explained to me yet why the Ivy League had to cancel their college basketball tournament without allowing any of the games to be played at all. You couldn't play them without crowds. There are basketball players all over the Ivy League who have finished their careers in college and never knew that that was happening because abruptly their season has just been canceled and the season-long award winner has been, season-long champ, has been awarded the championship without anybody knowing that that was going to happen. Uh, We have governors of a variety of different states trying to send a message that they are uh, doing the least against the coronavirus in an effort to draw attention, I think, politically in many ways to themselves. There is a race to do nothing, um, and the world of sports is connected. I haven't heard anybody make what I think is a very reasonable suggestion. We're going to hold sporting events, but we are going to ask people who are under the age uh, or over the age, sorry, of 60 or 70, we think it's wise that you not come to the event. We're going to hold a sporting event, but only young people who tend to be unimpacted by and large by the, uh, by the coronavirus should come to these events. All right. All of this, I believe, is chaotic. I think it's lacking in common sense. I believe that we have descended into coronavirus-inspired paranoia and mania in this country right now. I think collectively our nation has gone insane, and I think much of the world has done the same. All right? All of that is, I believe, indisputably true. Having said all this, I am floating an idea now that I believe is completely genius. All right? I want you to follow along with me here. It's not that complicated. Based on everything that I have read, the average incubation period for someone who has been impacted by the coronavirus and later is going to become contagious 
is about five days. Some people are longer. Some people are shorter. But the average out there, if you come into contact with somebody that has the coronavirus and you're later going to develop it, is around five days. If this is true, which it is based on all of the scientific knowledge that's out there so far, one of the big challenges that exists in our country today is that everything is seen as a political-related story. Even something like the coronavirus is being seen through the prism of, oh, well, how is Donald Trump handling the coronavirus? Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? As opposed to just acknowledging that everybody is opposed to death. By and large, I think every politician is like, you know what, whether I'm a Democrat, Republican, or Independent, I wish there were fewer people dying than ever have uh, died before. I wish we were all immortal, right? I think that's probably something that politicians agree on. What if Donald Trump decided to take all of this chaos and do something that is incredibly beneficial? What And listen to this, listen to this idea from me, and then we'll open up phone lines, you guys can react, I'll bring in the crew, and you guys can tell me whether you think this is genius or whether it is insanity, all right? 877-996-6369 is the number, 877-996-6369. What if Donald Trump announced that next week he wanted the entire nation to quarantine itself for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the opening weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament, and as part of his idea, that's four days, nearly the length of the entire uh, the entire average incubation period for this contagion, for coronavirus. What if he then said, as an incentive here, I am going to make the Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament a national holiday for this point forward forever for sports fans out there who are already pretending to be sick for decades in order to not be at work on the Thursday and Friday, tell me that there wouldn't be a mass uh, excitement over this idea which would scare away many of the fears that would exist. Otherwise, stay in your houses and just watch college basketball on the NCAA tournament all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Maybe you also extend the quarantine idea to a Monday, and then boom, if the entire nation would do that, effectively the coronavirus dies because there are no new transmissions for those five days, and in theory, we would be fine. I think we're going to be fine regardless I think fear has lost control of sanity here. I think the media has done a very poor job of conveying the realities of the coronavirus, which is one reason why, as it's continued to impact the world of sports, I, myself, have instead come out and tried to be sharing with you the facts on the coronavirus to allow you to be more intelligent. Not telling you what you should or shouldn't do, I'm just trying to arm you with as many facts as I possibly can. Danny G, is my voluntary quarantine combined with a new national holiday 
surrounding the NCAA tournament not a brilliant idea that would likely help the country in the battle with coronavirus? Clay, you had me at national holiday. Yeah. (laughs) But my question to you is, what about the media? Do radio stations still run? And if we're all at home watching the tournament, are these games being played without anybody in the, the stands? Yeah, I don't think I'm, – I'm not – yeah, it's a good question because there's lots of talk about playing games without fans in the state. I'm not – I don't care about the fans in the stands. I, I mean, I get it in that, um, in that I, uh, you know, I talk to fans all over the country here, but the vast majority of American sports fans watch games on television. And so I don't think this – look, uh, if there are 20,000 people in the stands watching a game, there are typically hundreds of thousands or millions who are watching them on television. So most sports leagues are a television product. So I don't understand why the idea of there not being fans present is such a big deal. For 99.9% of American sports fans, if the NCAA tournament were played without fans present, it wouldn't impact our enjoyment at all. It wouldn't impact uh, our uh, our uh, watching of the game at all. So I, I don't understand this idea that the fans are integral if somebody decides to, and that's why I said with the Ivy League, Okay, if you are convinced, or the MAC, or wherever you are, if you are convinced that playing these tournaments in front of the crowd is way too dangerous, then I think the easy solution is just play them for television. And so I don't think that's very complicated. In in response to your question, no, I don't think Fox Sports Radio is ever going to give us a day off. Like some people were talking about, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to, we're going to get quarantined, we're going to be sitting at home, we're not going to have to do anything. I would be stunned beyond belief. If there's any scenario where I'm not awake at 4.30 in the morning my time uh, preparing to sit down in front of the microphone and talk. So I think this is going to have zero impact for me. Could have an impact for you guys uh, who actually go into a uh, go into a studio. But I think this is where having a home studio uh, means that there's almost nothing that could occur uh, where I would not be on uh, the mic. You guys might not have to come in. So it'd be a skeleton crew, like one guy in here running equipment with a mask on. Yeah, maybe that's what would happen. I'm not sure what would happen on television either. Uh, with uh, with our show on Lock It In, I'm not sure what Fox Sports will do uh, in the event that they decided, like some you know studio out there started making the decision, hey, we're shutting down. Would other studios feel the same pressure? I I, I think probably they would, but I don't know exactly how that would all shake out. Do you think at all, though, I hear what you're saying about the crowds at the games, but it would have almost a practice slash scrimmage type feel where you could hear every player's comment, all the whistles, the refs talking. It would be odd, right? It would change the flow of games a little bit. I mean, I think it could, but in college, let's take away college. By and large, home field doesn't really impact the outcome of the NFL, the NBA, or the NHL, or Major League Baseball from a statistical perspective at this point in time, right? We talk a lot about home field, but the home field advantage, if you look at the data, has significantly declined over time. Now, the NCAA tournament is, in theory, a neutral site contest. I think it could impact teams 
that typically have big rooting fan bases, more so, right? If you're a Kentucky or a Kansas or uh, a, uh, a team of that nature that has gotten used to playing in front of a massive home crowd advantage in many of these NCAA tournament quote-unquote neutral site games, I think that those teams would be less likely to know what that is uh, like. I think, frankly, it probably increases the overall impact of coaching because in a neutral site game with no crowd, in theory, your coach on the sideline can yell out plays and every player can hear it easily. I think it impacts the relationship between players, coaches, and uh, referees more uh, because you're able to uh, to interact and converse more. I think it probably makes referees better, honestly, because there isn't a loud crowd that's trying to influence their decision in any way. Um, but I think the net result is the better teams are still more likely to win. Uh, Dub, what do you think about my idea of a voluntary quarantine for the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament? I think it's a fabulous idea, and uh, I will be volunteer voluntarily quarantining as is for the opening weekend of March Madness, as I typically do. But this would be an unbelievable thing for Donald Trump to do if he made this something we did this year and beyond. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of ways we could parlay this into maybe having Super Bowl Monday off as well. Although I think this would be way better than having Monday after the Super Bowl off because the Monday after the Super Bowl, nothing's on TV. Like You just kind of sit around and hang out, I guess. But this would be absolutely phenomenal, being able to, you know, the entire American population, being able to sit at home, watch all these basketball games, watch everyone's brackets bust into flames. I think it would be fantastic. Still gives everybody the opportunity to get their brackets in, right? We're working until Wednesday. Uh, and then we are getting multiple days off. We're adding to the national holiday list. Uh, we are effectively taking a couple of days off as a nation to calm down and just enjoy basketball. I think it's a genius idea. Eddie, are you with me? It's a genius idea. Let's do it, Clay. I'm all for it. Uh, although I would say I kind of agree with Danny. I'm not sure about how I would enjoy the games without the fans. It would certainly take some getting used to. I remember when I was a kid, they had an NFL game. I think it was the Dolphins and the Jets with no announcers. And I remember watching it thinking, this is just so weird. I, I, I don't like this just because it was different. And so I'm not sure about the no crowd there while you're watching the game. I watch a large percentage of games with the game on mute um, because, you know, either I'm gambling and I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear the announcers talk about the other side that I'm on or it's a team that I'm choosing to root for and if they're not playing well, I convince myself that the announcers are allied against us. Uh, so I don't think it would really impact my enjoyment at all. I mean, I think it would seem strange uh, initially but uh, I, I think you would get over it pretty quickly. Um, and uh, again, I think the actual impact would be would be biddable um, in terms of uh, in terms of how it would change the overall game. Now, I do think some things would be super strange. Like if you're going to play the games without fans, why do you need to be in big arenas? That's that's kind of like why would you play the final four in Atlanta? in an 80,000-seat football stadium if there are no fans that are going to be present? Why wouldn't you just play it in a small college gym which would let, look less cavernous and seem much less strange than opening up Mercedes-Benz Stadium 
and having 80,000 empty seats there. Like, things like that. May, like, this happened years and years ago. I mean, it's probably been like a decade or more in the SEC when, some of you may remember this, the Georgia Dome got hit by a tornado while the games were going on. Do you remember this? Um, and uh, and there were we were very fortunate. I don't think anybody was killed uh, who was at the venue watching the SEC basketball tournament. But the Georgia Dome became structurally unsound because of the tor- tornado that hit it, uh, literally while the game was going on. Uh, and as a result, they moved the SEC basketball tournament, I believe, to Georgia Tech and played it effectively in front of no crowds. They were trying to limit the number of fans that could get into that game. And uh, it looked a bit strange on television, but it was a much smaller venue, and it ended up being able to be played fine without any major changes here. Roberto, what do you think about this? Good idea, Clay. And then uh, I was going to say – a few years ago at Baltimore, the Orioles played a, a baseball game. That's with, right, during the riots surrounding during, Freddie uh, Freddie Gray. Exactly, they yeah. played an empty stadium game. Yeah, that was that was that was crazy. It was a little weird, but but uh, hey, you you got to do what you have to do. I think one thing that's obviously strange about that is uh, if the if the arena is basically empty, you can hear the announcers, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That for the players has to be really weird. Where you know if you're sitting there calling the game. Uh, the players can basically hear what what you're saying as they're running up and down the court, and you can easily hear what the players are saying back and forth, calling out plays, uh, what uh, what the coaches are saying. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be The conference basketball tournaments are underway in some places. The ACC is underway. The SEC will begin tonight. Big 12, I believe, as well. ACC, Pac-12, everybody in the big conference is about to be underway. The question is, will this be the only basketball that's played in front of a crowd as we come down the tournament run of March Madness? We'll have to wait and see. The same uh, question holds over the NBA, which is having a major meeting about how to deal with the coronavirus today. There are reports that there could be games that are moved uh, to parts of the country with less significant uh, outbreaks right now. If you're paying attention to where uh, the, uh, the cases are the most severe, they are in Washington State and also in New York State. Uh, California also has uh, some of the uh, the situation as well, uh, but by and large, Washington State and uh, New York State have the majority of our viruses. Uh, LeBron James, if you remember, what day was it we talked about LeBron? Monday? Uh, on Monday, LeBron James uh, had audio that came out. I think it was, was it after the Clippers game? After Friday's game. LeBron James evidently being the only person on the planet who hadn't heard about... Well, let me just play the audio for you. Uh, this was LeBron on uh, in the weekend as uh, he was asked about playing games without uh, the fans present. It's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> if I ain't got the fans in the crowd, that's who I play for. I play for my teammates. Play for, I play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So if I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. All right, and then he later said, uh, this ain't Europe, uh, when he was told that they were canceling games uh, and that he didn't care about that. Um, There's also further audio of that. 
So that's why he was asked, by the way, because Europe had begun to cancel games uh, and or play without fans present. So yesterday, LeBron uh, got the memo from the league. This is what he said. When I was asked the question, uh, would you play without no fans? I had no idea that it was actually a conversation going on behind closed doors about the particular virus. Um, obviously, I would be very disappointed, you know, not having the fans because that's what I play for. I play for my family. I play for my fans. They said no one could actually come to the game if they decide to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that, you know. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta listen to uh, you know the people that's keeping a track on what's going on. And if they feel like it's best for uh, the safety of the players, the safety of the franchise, safety of the league, um, to a mandate that, then we all we all listen to it. So LeBron eventually got back to the cleanup on aisle four there, and uh, and basically completely contradicted himself. Now. Do you really believe that LeBron had heard no nothing at all about the idea of playing without fans present prior to being asked that question? If he, if it were LeBron uh, being honest, LeBron, I believe, could have just said, look, uh, I was trying to be a little bit funny in response to a serious question. I didn't handle that very well. The truth of the matter is, if there are going to be games that are played without fans present, I will show up and play. Uh, so people can watch on television. They may want to watch us on television if they're not able to get out. Uh, I know that we are entertainers, and uh, in times of crisis, people oftentimes need entertainment more than they do when everything's going well, right? These are not hard questions. It really is amazing to me how often LeBron is asked anything other than basketball and completely bungles this. So he's cleaned it up uh, and admitted that he would, as I said, when this happened on Monday and we came and we talked about it, I said, look, LeBron's being an idiot here. He misanswered the question. I'm sure that Adam Silver or his play or his representatives are going to talk to him and he's going to have to walk all this back. Uh, Danny G, do you buy into the idea that LeBron had not heard anything? Is he the only player or fan in the country that hadn't heard anything about the idea of playing without fans present? Well, that would really surprise me because we were talking about it on National Airwaves Friday morning. So if he went all day into that game against the Bucks without hearing a word. That was not, not even the beginning of the conversation. No, it this wasn't. conversation has been going on for weeks. But I'm uh, talking, talking about, about as far as the soccer stuff in Europe, that conversation. And look, it doesn't surprise me that he didn't handle this exactly the right way afterwards because obviously he didn't handle it the right way going into it. So it wasn't just walking back. It was moonwalking. <laughs> I don't – yeah, it, it is funny. Dub, do you think that LeBron had no clue – that there were uh, sporting events where fans were not being allowed to show up for? If he really had no clue, then I think he was probably the only man in America that had no clue about this conversation going on because it's a conversation that's going on on multiple different platforms, multiple different you know, types of shows, types of news, and it's something that I think probably literally 99% of people, probably 100% now, are aware of this conversation happening. Yeah. Eddie, you do updates. You're pretty cognizant of what people are talking about in the world of sports. Do you buy that LeBron James, who brands himself as a super fan and pays attention, he's weighing in on Major League Baseball, suspending players and everything else, that he had no clue that the discussion was going on about playing games without fans present? Yeah, I mean, you basically took the words out of my mouth. LeBron James prides himself on being informed and being, you know, willing to comment on anything that's out there that's uh, in the headlines. For him not to know what was going on uh, obviously doesn't sell. Uh, Roberto, you make it unanimous? Yeah. Come on, LeBron. 
Uh, so uh, the positive there is LeBron has you know gotten the memo now that he sounded like an idiot and he claims that he didn't know didn't know sorry I didn't know about this uh, as potentially being an option and uh, and now again I think if you go into uh, go into the the further discussion of that we played a shortened version like the media actually says you know this is happening in Europe. And he says something like, I don't care what's happening in Europe. We're talking about America, <laughs> which is also funny. So they actually informed him then, but I don't even understand. He Doesn't he own a part of an English Premier League team? Yeah, Liverpool. So you're where, telling me... Where uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, is... Jurgen Klopp, that's yeah. right. You're telling me that LeBron, who owns part of an English Premier League soccer team, is not aware of games being played without fans in European soccer. I, I mean, this is just such a blatant lie from LeBron that it's just, I mean, I look, LeBron is a good basketball player. I don't think you can trust him on almost any opinion because he is so desperate to be liked that he isn't actually authentic. And so uh, he thought he could score points by saying, I play for the fans. That's all I care about. And now that he finds out, oh, I might not be able to play in front of the fans, well, if it's the right decision, then then we're going to do it. And by the way, some people, we're going to talk with Dan Wetzel next, Yahoo Sports National columnist in hour three. Uh, we are going to talk with both Shannon Spake and Petros Papadakis. Uh, some people are like, why are you talking about the coronavirus and its intersection with the world of sports? What else should we be talking about? Right? I, those are my favorite people. Like, this is by far the biggest story in sports. We talk about every day pretty much the biggest story in sports if there is a big story in sports, right? Some days there are no big stories in sports. Trust me, we know. When you do Sports Talk Radio in June and July, uh, once the NBA ends, you are well aware of the, the, the dark zone that we have entered into the summer months when it comes to lack of sporting events. Trust me. That's why I take a vacation in the summer. But this is by far the biggest story. People are like, well, you've talked about this for multiple days. Yeah, because it keeps changing every day. And because today we're talking about the Ivy League canceling games and the NBA is having a meeting talking about playing games without fans present. And in the English Premier League, they're quarantining two foot two, uh, two soccer teams. But those are pretty big stories that have all happened in the last 24 hours. And I also believe that it's my job to share factual information about things that are going on in the country. And sports is a huge part of this overall story. The governors of multiple states in Ohio, in Washington, where there are going to be NCAA tournament games played, have basically said, yeah, we shouldn't have any crowds of over a couple of hundred people gathering for any event. It's kind of a big deal. NCAA tournament starts in the state of Ohio on Tuesday with the play-in games in Dayton. Governor of Ohio, where I believe they only have like three or four coronavirus cases in the entire state, has said that only family members are allowed to go watch state uh, championships in, in the state of Ohio. So I think each student that is playing in these games gets a couple of three or four uh, opportunities to allow family members to come in and watch them. So it's going to be a big deal. Uh, and my position is that we are overreacting to something that we haven't experienced before uh, and that the overreaction and the fear 
is more dangerous than the coronavirus itself. Some people disagree. Some people think this is political. Uh, I think some people are like, oh, this is the only reason this is a story is because Donald Trump's president. I think, unfortunately, we live in an era where everything is so political that uh, it wouldn't really matter who the president was. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to believe the president because of their politics. I think that's unfortunate. As I said on the show early on, I don't think anybody, regardless of their politics, is in favor of people dying. But I think we live in this era where everything is 50-50 and somehow it's considered political to analyze the coronavirus. My perspective on it is reasonable, intelligent people need to share as many reasonable and intelligent facts as possible to help prevent the spread of panic. Did you see the Memphis video that I tweeted out yesterday? Did you guys all see the Memphis local news story? That so far has been the highlight of this entire week. The dad spraying his kid with the whatever. Lysol or disinfectant <laughs> yes. or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, the news reporter said it was some sort of disinfectant. So Right in the face, by the yes, way. Yes, the, the, fact, the fact that you could spray your kid in the face with Febreze before you send him off to class is insane. Or at the end of the school day to try to prevent the coronavirus. Look, we got people. Y'all, we got people showing up in their own, like parents in Memphis in this story, showing up in their own handmade hazmat coronavirus outfits. If you are at home right now and you are making your own hazmat coronavirus outfit, you don't need to go anywhere in public. You need to walk straight to the insane asylum and check yourself in. If you are a dad and you are spraying your kids down with Febreze to try to protect them from the coronavirus, you need to have your parenting ability taken away. Like, there are people out there making such irrational decisions that I'm like, oh my God, what what are you, like, how is it possible that you are this unintelligent? And it's because there is a mania, there is a frenzy, there is an insanity, there is a panic, there is a fear that is setting in, and it's leading people to make irrational decisions. And people get mad at me. I really do. Like, just go look at my mentions. Because I'm reasonable, and because I share facts, and because, by and large, I don't overreact to stories that people are motivated by for when it comes to fear. And this is this has been the consistent. Like if you're just now starting to listen to this radio program, and I know a lot of people are new because, you know, I hate to brag or draw attention to myself, but our audience was up over fifty percent in January of most recent ratings book that we got over last year. And I think it's because there is a huge demand for just being reasonable. Like, don't lose your mind every day. And there are so many people out there in the media as well that lose their mind every day and are constantly selling this idea of the world's going to end. And I'm like the dude who's like, yeah, I think the sun's going to come up tomorrow and we're going to be fine. You are probably not going to be infected by the coronavirus. 
You are probably not going to get sick if you get infected. You are not going to have to worry about your kids being infected by the coronavirus because literally no kids, at least being negatively impacted from a medical perspective, no kids worldwide have died from the coronavirus because they seem to be immune to it. If you are under the if you are not a senior citizen and you are relatively healthy, well over 80% and over 90% so far in New York of people who get the coronavirus require no medical treatment for it. It's just like they got the cold or they got the flu and a very mild case of the cold or the flu and they're going to be fine. What just happened there? Are you guys alive? Did the coronavirus stretching. just did the coronavirus just arrive in the studio? That was stretching. What like are you you have to scream when you stretch? Yeah, always. Feels better. I sometimes wonder how this show has the success <laughs> that it does. Cuz you got middle a, of me got talking about group. the coronavirus, you just screamed. It actually scared me. There's probably 10 people who drove off the road all over the country. <laughs> Uh, so the point here is I'm trying to be reasonable in a time when there is no reasonableness. Uh, and that drives a lot of people crazy because they want to be chicken little. They want to believe the sky is falling and that the world is coming to a close. You're going to be fine. Worst case scenario, a month from now in this country, I believe there will be almost no coronavirus cases. And if we need to undertake actions like China and South Korea and Italy because the spread of this disease has become significant enough that that is determined to be necessary, we will stop the spread of the coronavirus and we will be fine. My prediction, based on what has happened in China, where they had tens of thousands of more cases, is that way more people are going to die of the flu this year in the United States than die of the coronavirus. Most of you didn't care at all about the flu. You didn't change your behavior at all. We got dudes out there that haven't worn a condom in 30 years making their own hazmat coronavirus costumes. I mean, there are millions of people with HIV out there and you won't even strip on a condom when you have sex. We got people out there that haven't gotten a free flu shot in a generation that are running around like crazy, terrified of the coronavirus. The flu's more likely to kill you. You're more likely to get HIV than you are to get the coronavirus. And people don't even care. And yet the coronavirus is out there, and we got dudes spraying their kids down with Febreze because they think it's going to protect them. It's unbelievable to me. I feel like the last sane man in media. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We bring in now Yahoo Sports national columnist Dan Wetzel. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wetzel. Dan, you're in Michigan. Uh, I'm glad, first of all, that you're still alive. The coronavirus hasn't killed you. Um, but uh, as, a, uh, as a secondary part of this, what in the world's going to happen? So we got the NCAA tournament next week. The NBA is meeting uh, today to discuss their response to the coronavirus. Where do you see this headed? I think the NCAA basketball tournament is going to be played with no fans. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's where we're headed. These are all predictions. Yeah. I could see the NBA actually shutting down for a couple weeks. 
um, or playing with no fans. But um, I think with the NCA, there's a couple of things with the NCA basketball tournament. One, it's this sprawling 14 location, three week event. And, you know, what happens if a team, you know, somebody, look, I'm not scared of this thing, right? I'm, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm flying, I'm going to an airport right now. All right. So, um, but, you know, you can, you certainly can get this and you can get sick. What happens if one guy on a team gets it and they got to quarantine the team? Like yep. what? I mean, it's, it's not easy. The other thing I, I talked to a bunch of people in college athletics and I, I, I'd be interested in your take on this as an attorney. They're scared, not just of really the coronavirus and all that, but of getting sued because of the coronavirus. What's the liability of a university or the NCAA if one of the players gets the coronavirus and can try to trace it to, I was at, I had to go because I'm on scholarship and this is how I, I'm basically an employee, which is another dicey thing for the NCAA to try to admit. Um, and I got coronavirus in the NCAA tournament and here's a bunch of deep pockets my university and, and, and March Madness, and I'm going to sue them both, or there's a class action suit, or what happens, what kind of liability is there? And I, I actually think a lot of employers are wrestling with that, which is why they're telling everyone to stay home to try to limit their liability, not be out of the goodness of, of public health. So talking to a lot of people in college athletics, that's one of the concerns is they're literally like, we don't know what we're walking into here because we've never had this situation and it's and these decisions aren't just based on are we being wimps or are we being too tough or whatever uh, goes into it it's it's a it's a business decision too yeah so uh, there are so many legal permutations to unravel here uh with what is a relatively novel coronavirus uh, outbreak in some ways uh this is me putting on my lawyer hat because it's, it's an interesting question i think ultimately First of all, people don't behave rationally in the midst of crisis, right? I, I think that is beyond a shadow of a doubt proven true by just the run on toilet paper and bottled yeah. water, which is completely <laughs> illogical in the country. Like, there's no reason of all the things. Like, I understand the hand sanitizer. I understand the Lysol wipes. The fact that there might be a shortage of that product makes some logical sense to me. I can see a lot of people saying, oh, crap, I need to go buy this. The fact that people are, are making there be water bottle shortages and, yeah. uh, and toilet paper shortages is proof that people don't behave rationally. The reason why I use that as an example is ultimately people are jurors. And so I believe that a jury that was sitting impaneled right now making a decision about the coronavirus is unlikely to be an intelligent jury. By the time that we had jurors making decisions about coronavirus lawsuits a year and a half from now, I think they would be much more likely to understand it in the larger context and would behave more rationally. So, to use your example, I don't think if anybody filed a lawsuit and said, the reason why I got the flu is because I had to travel to X city and play in this game uh, as a part of a NCAA tournament basketball and now the uh, NCAA or my university is liable because I got the flu, right? I mean, you went to college. I went to college. People get sick in dorms. They're like Petri dishes. One person gets sick. The whole dorm can go down. 
whether it's with a cold, whether it's with the flu, whether it's unfortunately uh, with uh, with other uh, sexually transmitted <laughs> diseases. diseases. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I mean, if you've ever walked into student health on a college campus, then there is a constant flow of people that are much sicker than they would be if they had stayed home and never gone to college probably in the first place because there's a lot more exposure to uh, to pathogens. So I think that argument will not hold water by the time it actually gets in front of a jury if it's even allowed to get in front of a jury. Um, but in the short term, yeah, the, I think people could be terrified of it. Yeah, You'd have to defend yeah. a lawsuit, which is costly. You may have to defend a class action suit. You may have... And, and I'm not saying this is what they're this is what they're doing. It's just it's one more concern that's out there that you that you or I, or you know the average person listening goes I you know I hadn't thought of that. Well, this is their what they're paid to do is to think of this. Yeah, here's what and I would so say, Dan. Is that's what I one, think you, that's one of the problems. One of the ones that you hit on is let's say you start playing the NCAA tournament, and ultimately the goal is to get to the Final Four. And uh, one of your final four teams, after they win, this is very asymptomatic. And so you could have guys who are playing and fearing, feeling pretty healthy, but suddenly one of the players or coaches tests positive for the coronavirus. And you've got the final four set, and suddenly one of the four teams in the final four can't play. So are you going to postpone for weeks the final four so that you can have this quarantine how do you practice during the quarantine how do you maintain your uh your uh your health you know in terms of uh just being able to run up and down the basketball court when you're not able to practice how do you play at a high level um that i think is one of the worst case scenarios for the ncaa is even if you're playing in front of uh, fans not being present then boom oh man suddenly this is a major issue you can't forfeit a Final Four game because some coach or player happens to have the uh, coronavirus, but you can't play it either. So that, I think, would be, uh, as the tournament plays itself out, one of the big challenges here, and you're starting to see that happen. I think there are two English Premier League soccer teams, if I'm not mistaken, that are now in the midst of a quarantine over an owner getting the coronavirus. Right. So same thing with the NBA or the NHL. Yeah. Certainly maybe the NBA. You just say, look, we don't know what's going on right now. We're just going to sit out for the next couple weeks and see what happens. And we're, because our goal at the NBA is to have the playoffs cranking in April. And, you know, yeah, these games are fine, but we might lose some gate. You know, and so that's why, you know, could that be a consideration? And, and, uh, I don't know. Now, like someone was like, oh, they'll cancel the Masters. So the Masters is a four day golf tournament. I, the guys can get through that. That's and you also could problem. easily play the Masters without crowd present. Easy. No problem. And I think they might very well do that because the Augusta National isn't sitting there going, well, we need these ticket sales and we don't care and we'll just do this. And it'd actually be a pretty interesting Masters because you'd have this epic golf tournament with no fans cheering. Yeah. You know, so like Tiger hits. Hits it within two feet on 16 on Sunday, and it's just like, you know, tip your cap. To yeah, what you the only person you can hear is Vern Lundquist up totally in the not. observation chortling. Um, yeah, but because of the – because there, it's more complicated, you know, than, than what's going on. It, it's more complicated than, I think, first look, and, and I'm guilty of it too. I let it go, what? Yeah, the Ivy League – like, how many fans are even going to be there? What's yeah. going on? 
but there, there are a lot of considerations. And in a society, as one AD said to me yesterday, look, somebody was on that Prince's cruise ship. They got off and was sent directly to quarantine on a, on a, a, like a military base, and they already sued the cruise line. Like, they weren't even waiting. And so this is America. We're looking for someone to sue, someone to blame, someone to scream at, someone to tweet at. You know, we are not nice people right now. This is not a nice country right now. This is the state we're in. So you really think that they're not going to sue the NCAA? Of course they're going to. So there's a lot of thoughts into it. And that's why I think trying to sit there and say, I don't know, and there's some pause, makes a lot of sense. And the NCAA basketball tournament is very tricky. I think it needs to be played and you run that risk of, you know what, sorry, we got a semifinal that didn't exist. But I think you limit it by saying, you know what, there ain't going to be any fans of this thing. And we're not playing in Mercedes. That's what I said, too. You can't play in an empty 80,000-seat dome. Like, it makes no sense if there's no crowd. You might as well just play it in a small – yeah. Right? High school. I mean, you know, I mean, you probably can let the media in. I, you know, uh, if they screen. I don't know. I don't know what you do, but you could you could just put it at, at Georgia Tech at the very least. So, I think a lot of things are going to happen. Yesterday, I thought was a tipping point, and all of a sudden, everyone's feeling real about this. The not, you know, I think everyone was hopeful with some of the messaging. We got it contained, or you know, we can handle this. You know, clearly, this is not contained. It, it's going to blow up in numbers. And, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not personally worried about, you know, dying or whatever. You can play this, uh, you know, and laugh at me later uh, (laughs) if it doesn't turn out for me. If I I die, there's going to be a whole lot of ironic takes that people are going to be able to pull. Yeah, Oh, yeah, celebration as well. um, We're talking with Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columnist. Uh, So here is my question. This is what I opened the show with. It seems to me that if you looked at, like, let's say the Cold War or even college football recruiting, it is a war of excess, right? Where one person is like, oh, I'm going to have this new weapon, and then somebody else tries to match it. And it ends up being this arms race, literal arms race. And now you have facilities in college sports where teams are all competing every new facility is getting torn down in like 10 years because right. they got to compete with a new one. How do you stop the spread of we're going to take the most drastic action possible? Because I think that's where we are right now, right? I think the Ivy League canceled their entire tournament because they're like, oh, look, we care more about the coronavirus than you do. And the MAC does it. And uh, and the NBA might do it. And then that puts pressure on the NHL and Major League Baseball to all make the same decision. How do you stop the uh, the sort of reverse arms race, I would say, where everybody is attempting now to lay down their weapons and everybody's trying to do it in as obs- aggressive and, I would argue, at some point, obsequious as fashion as possible? How do you stop that from happening? Like, well, when is I, when is the limit of reasonableness passed? Uh, like, for instance, I would say in the Ivy League, why not just play these games in front of no fans? They didn't do that, and there are a lot of people who are players and uh, coaches in the Ivy League that are furious so and fans. Uh, so they've gone, obviously, so far to the extreme of all college athletics. The next step, I guess, would be a league saying, we're not going to allow our team to even play in the NCAA tournament. We're withdrawing, right? Who knows if that might happen? Uh, but like everybody, it seems like, is competing to be the most drastically 
overreactive to this incident. Well, and then that plays into the legal stuff because now you have precedent. So you imagine right. you're sitting in a jury and you're the University of Kentucky and, the, and, and, and someone's saying, so the, the NBA shut down. Why the L.A. Lakers and they're, you know, they're paying guys $30 million yep. a year. They don't think they're safe. But this poor kid who's not making any money. Right. So it, it, that also plays into it. And then you go, geez, I'm just not going to be on that. Why the Mid-American Conference not play with fans, but the SEC is? Yeah. Right? I, that's, that's a really good argument in front of a jury. Um, so you get into all of those things um, on it. How do you stop it? I don't know. I think that one thing that, you know, I think one thing that everyone's looking for is some kind of clear guidance on what this is, what's going on, what's real, what's safe, what isn't, and, and some trust in that message. And I don't think we've gotten that from officials. Uh, I think you get tons of mixed messages from various various sources, and we don't have that singular voice that's sitting there saying, okay, here's the deal, and, and, and this is what, and now, you know, as everyone, you know, 80% of the people in the country are going are gonna to trust and believe. I just don't think we have that, so nobody knows. And I don't know that it's possible because, Nobody knows about this 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 virus, right? Isn't this the big problem with polarization? Six weeks ago, this is the problem with polarization in general and lack of faith in institutions, regardless of whether you are a Democrat, a Republican, or an Independent. Is we live in such a fifty-fifty society that it wouldn't matter whether the president is Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Ted Cruz, whoever the political figures are. There is so little across the aisle reaching that I can't even think of who the political figure is that people would be like, oh, I believe everything that he's saying or she's saying, right? Like people are like, oh, I don't believe Donald Trump. But there's an equal number of people that if Hillary Clinton were in charge would be like, oh, Hillary Clinton started this virus, right? Like, I mean, there, right. like, it doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, there are people, the people who are like China, this is a biological weapon. Like, if you go into your mentions, there's so much distrust and conspiracy. We got to go to break here. Uh, but I appreciate you hopping on. Dan Wetzel at Yahoo Sports. We'll talk about this a little bit more. We'll unpack it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Bring her home. Bring her home to us. We will welcome her with open arms. Petros Papadakis twice this week, back-to-back days, because we had back-to-back Bachelor episodes. And yesterday we didn't talk about it at all at the old P on Twitter. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. Last night, the by the way, the only thing that's not canceled in my part of Nashville, Little League Baseball. So I'm coaching Little League Baseball last night. I had to DVR part of The Bachelor. I had to come back and watch it. I'm watching it late at night. Unbelievable episode of The Bachelor. And uh, and I don't finish, and I'm tweeting about it like at uh, 12.30 East Coast time, 9.30 on the West Coast when Petros Papadakis is in the middle of watching. And, I mean, this was riveting television. So my phone rings. I look down. Who is it? It's Matt Leinert FaceTiming because he wants to talk about Barb. I swear to God, that's 100% true. Uh, Petros Papadakis comes in now. Barb is incredible, isn't she? She she got pretty into the the limelight, I believe, and humiliated her son. I hope it is worth the generational humiliation <laughs> that the Weber family of Westlake, whose son was a pilot, an accomplished young man. Good-looking uh, fella. He, he, he went on this show and and really became a uh, 
a pariah, and now his mother is one of the most despised women in the world. Now, I don't blame her about the wait in three hours. If I was an I, old I, lady... I, I, I'm with you here. If you make me wait three hours... Like, she didn't explain herself at all on why she made them wait three hours. That's the answer I wanted. Well, I know why she waited, made them wait three hours. It was because she was on the brink of leaving, and she was hanging by a thread, and she didn't want to meet the family, and he finally talked her into it by nuzzling noses and all that <laughs> crap, and we saw it yesterday, and it was that was humiliating in and of itself. But if I'm an old lady with a face literally the size of a globe in a science class, and I just flew across the country with my weird children's show-looking husband, and I'm all jet-lagged and angry, and this big-toothed girl who told my son he couldn't sow his seed in the Gold Coast makes me sit there for three hours and then comes in and is all salty and withdrawn, which she was. Yeah. I'd be pretty hot, too, but, I mean, when Barb turned on the tears two nights ago, and then last night just, you know, continued her obstinance, it was uh, it was good TV, because usually these episodes suck at the end. You know, they suck. It's all whispering and emotion and forehead to forehead and crying and most emotional night ever most controversial ending ever, you know, tease this, tease that, bring on the old bachelor, freaking lecture people about online bullying. I mean, just total <laughs> schlock crap. But we got, we had an unhinged mother from Ventura County this year, and it made all the difference at the end. It, it really did. And this guy just showed to be uh, much like uh, the, the mortals in Clash of the Titans, just completely moldable, uh, like clay. I mean, he just, uh, no offense, clay. Yeah. Uh, but he just, he, he could, he could be talked into anything and then out of anything. And at the end of the day, I mean, what girl wants to be with a guy like that? I mean, those are the type of, and he's a pilot. I mean, how much airplane bathroom sex is that guy going to be having? <laughs> Well, I think that's partly the reason why these guys, the fiancés never work because these guys uh, are suddenly huge celebrities that every girl loves in front of, you know, millions and millions of, of young, desirable women. And then when they get off the show, I don't know that they realize how much more popular they're going to be. By the way, well, and the girls get what they want too, Clay. I mean, that's, you know, there has to be a baseline that's very different than, than when we talk about people on The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, we have to realize, and I just make this point quickly, that there is a baseline that has to be different from talking about people, anybody else, even people that do gambling television shows on FS1. Yes. The uh, scum of the earth. Because th these are people that want to make out with someone else and do that on camera with a bunch of people. I mean, you have no idea how uncomfortable that is and how odd that is and how much of a, of a self-centered, narcissist, thirsty celebrity hound you have to be to want to go do that. So at the end of the day, even the girls that make it all the way get what they want out of it. You know, they got a significant role on The Bachelor and they got talked about nationally and they deserve to be humiliated, each and every one of them. It is interesting. You made me think about it that I hadn't thought about it before. The number of people that make out on a date 
is especially once you're over, like, out of college, right, is really low that you, in public, I'm not talking about, like, you finish dinner, you finish the movie, you come back home, whatever. I'm talking about, like, you know, you are walking in a park and you just go to town making out on each other. Like, that's really rare when you're older than, like, 22, right? Yeah, it's and, for and young even, people. Even for, yeah, for super young people, even for uh, people who, uh, you know, like, I would say the, the the college bar drunken makeout during the band scene, right? Like, everybody's kind of has an idea what I'm talking about there. That doesn't even really exist very much once you're out of college, right? Like, the making out on the dance floor thing is even rare. It just yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, but they happen. take everything else from these people. You know, they take their phone, they take yeah. their email, they take their access to the world, they manipulate them with, with producers that are assigned to them, and they get them drunk. Nobody eats because they're scared to chew on camera. I mean, and they you can't really get alone to have sex with somebody. Uh, so really, what the only thing you can do is make out and, like, rub yourself on somebody <laughs> to where... You can light a cigarette off your crotch when you're done. I mean, it is a bad deal. It's a terrible, terrible show. Also riveting and, television. Well, it's only, it's, I mean, usually I really lament having to do two days in a row of The Bachelor, you know, on all these platforms uh, at the end. I mean, it's a real marathon of, of death for me. But that being said, you know, with all this talk about illness and, and uh, quarantines and shutting down the world and the economy crashing... It, it's certainly it's kind of a, nice a wonderful escape. respite. Yeah. I asked people last night, by the way, what was your primary viewing? And 30,000 people voted on Twitter. Uh, and people out there are like, I hate The Bachelor. I'm sure I'll check my mentions. You'll be like, wait, it's talk about sports. Wait, talk about, well, first of all, The Bachelor is incredible sports. But 26% of my audience said their primary television watching last night was The Bachelor. Uh, 32% said college basketball. 24% said the NBA or the NHL, 18% said the election results. So we were just talking, uh, I just had Shannon Spake on, so we'll pivot from The Bachelor here, and she had a great question. If everybody's going to have to get quarantined, and who knows whether this is going to end up happening or not, if you could only have five objects for your family and you had to go out to the grocery store or the department store or whatever and buy them, what would be your top five draft picks? Do I already have all my books and things? Yeah, I mean, this is stuff, yeah. I mean, you're having to draft for your I family. I have my phone? Like, yeah, like your, yeah, your food. I mean, what food products, basically, or food or drink products would you get? I have my whiskey. You already have it. You said you bought it yesterday. Oh, I have recently. plenty of whiskey. Yeah. And my wife has her gin. <laughs> all right, so you're both covered for liquor. Okay, uh, I want for for very little clay. What are your kids like? What would what, so I said pop tarts. I said the uh, uncrustables. I said I was primarily focused on kids. I said potato chips. I said uh, the uh, mac and cheese. Yeah, and, that my kids eat mac and cheese in like three different kinds: the Trader yeah. Joe's ones and the Kraft and the cups. Uh, God, this is the worst conversation I've ever had. <laughs> Granola bars, tiger milk bars. I'm trying to make you think so you're prepared for the quarantine. It's not my job. Your wife's on top of it? Yes, I do sports talk. You have whiskey. That's all you're concerned about. Whiskey and my books, my 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 my, uh, 
my literary mystery novels, and I'm in good shape. Would you be upset if you had to be quarantined for two weeks, or would you be like, I kind of like this. It's sleep. You know, I don't have any responsibilities. I told my wife I wouldn't really mind the quarantine. Well, I woke up this morning and I started to be like, "Do I am I should I still go to yoga? Like I go to hot yoga every day. Yeah, and you know I wash my hands before and after, and you know I sweat a lot. I don't touch anybody. Uh, I wipe up my sweat. You know, I I want to go to yoga. If I don't go to yoga, I'm in a really bad mood. Right. So I don't know, man. This the whole thing sucks. It does suck. It uh, sucks. And it sucks for the old people that die. Yeah. The old people. I don't want to be an insensitive person that's not old. Yeah. I know a lot of old people. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody to die. I mean, I've said pretty steadfastly. No, I'm more against death than you. No, you it's not true. I hate death more than you. Uh, 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 don't try. You I understand. I mentioned it first. No, I, I, no, I, I, am I a hate much more death thoughtful infinity. Person. I hate you're death a, infinity. You're a soulless money uh, mongering. Uh, animal from the South. I I hate death much more than you. No, it's just a lie. I can't believe you're going to come on a national <laughs> radio program and just lie about hating death more than me when everybody listening right now knows that I hate death more than anybody on the whole planet. Clearly. Uh, all right. Uh, I hope the Grim Reaper doesn't come for you at hot yoga. You leave me alone. Hey, hey, don't upset me. I have enough things to worry about, and I'm going. I didn't go yesterday for you. I, that was I, I, that was my I cut off a streak of sixteen. Oh wow! I'm sorry about that. You should be. I uh, I hope you don't run into Barb. She lives in Westlake, which is literally like an hour and twenty minutes from here. You guys might get quarantined together. My mother-in-law might run into Barb. <laughs> I don't go. mind Barb as much as that. You know, the husband's like a full-on weenie. You know, oh, that's yeah. why the son is such a weenie. Well, I mean, he clearly was afraid to get in the, in front of the Barb train last night. How would you want that guy to be your pilot? Like, I wouldn't want that guy making decisions for my life when he's flying one of those needle D airplanes. I don't think the pilot. I think thanks. I got got to go to a break here, but I don't think the pilot actually does much. I think this is one of the great you know like sham jobs that goes on right now. The pilot just pushes a couple of buttons. It's all computer now on these big planes. Like, I I think he's bored. The average pilot's just sitting up there, kicking his feet back. Like, there's not a lot of stuff for them to do, I don't think, anymore. Uh, all right, it's Petros Papadakis at the old PAM 570 LA Sports Petros and Money Show. Final segment of Wednesday up next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 